very much in favor of the counting of points. Does it work for you? No. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Run Through, the figure skating podcast, where we talk about all the things that make us kiss and make us cry. I'm Adam Rippon. I'm here with not Olympic champion Sarah Hughes, and we are blessed in the presence. So of, blessed. So blessed. Um, yeah, I, I'm getting emotional about how blessed I'm feeling um, because we are with the beloved doctor of figure skating, Jackie Wong. Jackie. I love doc- Doctor of Figure Skating. That's a new one for me. Well, you know, I don't have um, a medical degree or any degree. Or any kind of degree at all. Right. And so this is not a, it's not a degree. It's a decree. It's a decree. Uh, <laughs> yes. And I've decreed you a doctor. I appreciate it. Um, and I also appreciate the two of you uh, helping me scratch my podcasting itch because, uh, you know, that's. After years of weekly podcasts, it's mm-hmm. it, it felt a little empty every week, not being able to just like yammer on about figure skating on uh, on some audio listening streaming on an video. audio platform. Yes, and and if there's anything we love to do here, it's yammer. So you've come oh, to the right place, or, and to scratch. <laughs> if we do anything here, we definitely scratch and we yammer. If yes. there's anything podcast where we scratch and yammer, yes. If there's anything that anybody knows about my crossovers is that they're scratchy. So that's and also... that's why we're here to yeah. talk about them, <laughs> your crossovers <laughs> specifically, and some other people's crossovers, and some we there were a lot of crossovers this week um, at the Grand Prix final. Oof. Yeah, Let's... that was a great segue. There we were, don't that, always. Thank you. We don't always do this, but I do want to say, given the magnitude of the Grand Prix final, congratulations to Kaori Sakamoto, Ilya Malinin, Madison Chalk and Evan Bates, and Minerva Hassa and Nikita Volodin. Those are your winners of the Grand Prix final if you didn't watch this weekend. So. Yes. And, and, and you know, that's a huge thing that we, are, that we did is send congratulations. We usually don't. We usually yeah. reserve that for, I guess, just the Grand Prix final. So, congratulations to your champions. We like honestly usually, usually, we honestly usually don't even really set up who won. No. Or, it's um, a free for all. <laughs> it's like the ice dance warm up at the. For you, Jackie. <laughs> yes. Were you? About you know, to... I like structure. What was the joke you were about to make? Make it. I want to hear. Um, I would it. say the the cha- the chaos of the podcast is usually like the ice dance warm up at the Espo Grand Prix. <laughs> That's right. And you know what? I'm gonna say something because about the ice dance warm up at the Grand Prix final. So because there's six teams, they split it up three and three. Very boring. <laughs> the the warm up was very boring, and I'm gonna tell you what it looked like. Three first dates. The last minute of that warm-up, three first dates, just hand-in-hand hand, strolling around the rink. I needed the Hungarian team. I needed the the Czech team. I needed a little bit of utter chaos. Mm-hmm. We should hire well, the Hungarian team to come to every event to just be agents <laughs> just the of chaos <laughs> on yeah. the warm-up. Yeah. It's okay. You got the women's event as the agent of chaos in every event. 
Uh, okay, I think starting with the women would be maybe fine because I think it's the one I'm least excited to talk about, which I feel bad saying. No, I don't think you should feel bad about it. It was no. that was that's factual, I think. Yeah. Where are we on this women's event? I got to say of the 8 segments of the Grand Prix final, the women's short program was the hardest for me to get through. Mm. I agree, which is which is a, a big thing, right? Can, especially considering Pairs has been also such a crapshoot this year, right. and Pairs Pairs was decent. I really liked it. It was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. I Completely. enjoyed watching the Pairs. Yeah, the women. But the women. <laughs> yeah, it's just, just... It's like, there's so much talent in that those six skaters and. That that was the thing that was sad about it, right? Like I, I love that Hana Yoshida made a great comeback in the free skate and then won a medal. But like for her to fall on a triple X triple loop, like I or tri- triple S triple toe, I don't see her do that in practice. Like I just it 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 boggles my mind, right? Um in in, in a lot of the, the the instances of that. And so that was rough. I mean, bo- both her and Isabeau you know, had those come back and it, but it was like on the heels of just like an utter disaster in the short. A little bit uh, reminiscent of a few years ago when we had our uh, our, our maternity leave host um, do <laughs> similar on. things at the Grand Prix final and go on and get a medal. Wow. Yeah, He's I referring mean, it's to a... Ashley Wagner on uh. maternity leave from this podcast but always in our hearts as a free skate only competitor. (laughs) And if you did see that fall at the Grand Prix final that Jackie is referencing, it is a medical miracle that she is pregnant now. Like (laughs) what the the pelvic, the pelvic fall was so much. It's never good when a skater falls period, but it's really never good when they hold their uterus after yeah, the fall. reproductive I, organs should oh, be should, protected. Should be every protected. time, every time I think of that fall, I don't have a uterus. I every time I think of that fall, it hurts like every part of me. It's oh, just, I know. Like, how do you do that? No, and we're shocked she has a uterus now, and it's obviously working overtime because yeah. she is absolutely over her due date. At still this pregnant, point. everyone. Still, still teaching. Yes, I asked her to stop doing that, and she laughed at me. So stop being pregnant or teaching. Stop teaching on <laughs> skates. She's <laughs> making me so scared. I know, I know. Well, she's unlike making the me... women in the short program. And let me tell you, I'm not scared. That's the problem. I was mm-hmm. thinking about this, especially in the short. The long, there's some variety. They have some different identity in their programs, but in the short. I just felt like, what am I waiting for in this segment? What jump can I not wait to see? Hana Yoshida's triple axel, and mm-hmm. that's it. I feel like it used to be that I would watch women skating and there would be multiple skaters where I felt like they were challenging themselves either technically or artistically where I felt nervous to watch. And that mm. is what feels missing in a way to me does that make sense like i know we always celebrate watching skaters where you feel comfortable and you don't feel like they're gonna fall so that's not really what i'm talking about 
there's like that that's like like the the tension of watching right like it's it i get that when i watch deanna and max skate mm-hmm. where it's like they they are like it's not like they're doing anything technically um challenging like, for them yes, right yes. but but there's something about the way that they push through everything mm-hmm. in that especially in that free skate where where you're just like on the edge of your seat you know get making sure that they're you know doing all the things right and and i think that 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 might be what you're talking about yeah i just was sitting there during the short program in particular like which of these women is challenging themselves technically or doing something different technically? Hana Yoshida, one. Mm-hmm. The end of the list. That's the end of the list because the rest of them are doing all the same content. And then I think, well, is are any of them pushing themselves artistically in the short program? Not are they? really. Uh, no. I think so Hana Yoshida. Just, yeah. I mean, Hana Yoshida, yes. by the way, badass free skate. Like I mean, badass both programs. I love both programs. Yeah, but the I short mean, the program free skate is a standout in particular. for me. I mm-hmm. really, yeah. I, I mean, I think she did. I love the free skate. I, that yeah. short program is just so different. Like I yeah. appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not yeah. even talking about the material itself. I mean, in this competition in particular, I just felt like she went out with like nerves of steel doing mm-hmm. that free skate. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the thing about it is i i think the for the drama of the event i hope that there will be a skater that will step up that will really start to challenge cowrie because cowrie brings so much to the table and i think that if you think that she's impressive when you watch her on tv it's even more shocking in person because you see the speed you see how big the jumps are but on the performance side of it she's very cute she's very cheeky but she's not the best like performer I've ever seen in my life I wish there was like somebody else who was just kind of that there'd be a little bit more on the edge for me as a as a viewer to watch it just feels like at this point she's so far and above and I'm like there definitely yeah, could boring. be somebody that would challenge her. It's boring. And I have to think it starts to be I mean maybe it is doesn't get boring to win easily, but I mean she just out she's outclassing them in every possible way. It's yes. like watching a new event start when she goes out as the last skater. Yeah. And I mean this is this is me. I'm still bedazzled by New Jersey. That, like, even if, like, Ava Ziegler was there, for instance, there's somebody who's skating just not as fast. Names, but for not, instance, not naming names, but, like, there'd be but somebody if Ava, skating Ava just Ziegler as was fast. There. <laughs> if Ava somebody Ziegler. jumping just as big. It would just give me a little, like, variation. Not to name any names or states or training sites. If Ava Ziegler can figure out how to not explode on. on her jumps... Yes, I, I, you know, I think, I think she, I she's got a lot, but I think the I think the the person that I would I would put in that camp is actually Amber Gwen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Which is why Amber is so frustrating. I yeah, right. Um, and and like 
again, I mean, we're not we're not talking about Garfield final anymore, but like Golden Spin. Yes. She goes out and lands a triple axle. Yes. Does a great first half of the program and looked like it was fine because her stout cow was fine. She hates that jump. Mm-hmm. And then it was like in her mind, like in the middle, it was very, I keep referencing this. It was very 1995 Nicole Bobek World Championships free skate where oh. she had a, she had a phenomenal first half and then it was like the slow section and she was like thinking about it and you could like see it just kind of like unraveling in her head and all of a sudden the rest of the program was like gone same thing with with the golden spin like like the it was like she she was like oh i did it again and like oh no skate america was like that and then it just like yeah. it was like rolling the in her started mind. turning um and i'm hoping now that she's had two experiences of that Third time's a charm. We'll get a good one at nationals. Um, yeah, I really hope you, I really hope that's true. Because I agree with you that if there's a skater in the world who, when they're on technically, can also skate up performance-wise yep. to the likes of Cowrie, mm-hmm. it is Amber Glenn. Yeah. 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 I would like, even make the case. Yeah. No, Jackie, please continue. You're the doctor. No, but, but like... <laughs> No, but like if you're talking about the the like speed, the aggressiveness and all that, that is Amber Glenn skating. Yes. I would even go as far as I I mean, I love Luna. Love Luna Hendricks. I think if Luna were to go and get a program by like a Lori Nickel or a mm-hmm. Jeff Buttle or something like that, it would bring her caliber of skating up like tenfold i can just think of like somebody like like Lindsay, who's still like developing Lindsay thorngren mm-hmm. but she has great programs that are like above her skill level and she has to every time she skates them like, like skate up to the level of yeah. choreography and i really feel like it would bring luna into like a new stratosphere where Cowrie would really be challenged because Luna could handle it. Not, not that there's anything like wrong with her programs. It's just like these would be the best choreographers. Some of them are like the best of all time. I, how do you get better than a, a, a Lori Nickel when she's got her heart in it? Yeah, it's her. I mean, it's her comfort zone, right? Adam Solia knows mm-hmm. what what he's working with with Luna and gives her that. As much as he, tr- you know, th- he's trying to go in certain places it's still comfort zone for her but like if you had like a shay do an edgy program for for luna it would come from a very different mindset and angle than adam does right so totally and then maybe she would feel less threatened by nina pinzerone the youngest (laughs) skater of all time yes i think i think nina might feel more threatened which that she could do every time i watch nina i go she has the same straight legs that elena glebova had i just oh wow that's a throwback i love that sarah do you know who elena glebova is only from you talking about elena from estonia yes Elena Glebova from Estonia. She's the only skater to do uh, uh, an entire career and never bend her knees. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. It's incredible. Good for her. Good for I her. mean, she, she also had very long lines, which helps. 
with the no, she know. was gorgeous. She was doing oh, triple gosh. toe, triple toe every event. Never yep. bent those suckers. Never bent once. her knees. Never bent her knees. She didn't need to. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to. I probably should have bent my knees a little less. Maybe I, I'd be still skating. I wouldn't. I'm going to tell you something. I watched Ice Dance this morning. I watched Nick Sorensen. Um, thirty four. We're the same age. I went skating yesterday with my friends at a public skate. I can't move my neck. And it gave me a whole new level of respect. What were you doing with your neck? Nothing. What were you doing with your neck? Well, at I had the public skate. I had I had uh, friends with me who didn't know um, how to skate. They still don't, by the way. So it's not a miracle to go with <laughs> okay. a professional. I thought so you, you were going to tell me that they didn't them? know that you were a figure skater. <laughs> no, they knew, but you'd never know now because I cannot move my neck and I don't know what happened and I just was like god how does that happen and then I was watching um the ice dance this morning as a refresher I told I texted Sarah I was like I needed to start my day with fear Lila fear (laughs) and um and I went okay now I can't move so now I have a whole new level of respect of skating in your 30s not that I was (laughs) like poo-pooing it but now I'm like oh my god you guys are (laughs) Quite amazing. I probably should have done a a neck roll before I went out there. A complete non a, a complete tangent on this whole thing. I want to know, Adam. Yes. When, if, if, and when we are ever going to see the Diamonds short program with your voice singing it? I mean, you know, I have like clips on my phone from when I practiced it. I can, I'll send it to you specifically and privately. Not that I'm hiding it. It's just I don't know like why I'd be like No, but it will lose hey. its value if it's a collector's yeah, item. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a collector's, it's a collector's item. item. I love it. Yes. Oh, I th- this is this is, you know, run but through. So fans. This is what this we're is missing a little grail. bit. Not speaking to, like of collector's items. Yes. Go on. Decent pair lifts. Collector's <sighs> item at this point. There are many of them at this event. I don't agree but, with that. Really? <laughs> I felt like regularly nervous in the Paris Free Skate. I think that's a healthy mindset. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't, you, it doesn't mean, Jackie, them. that they were all bad. No, you're but right. I there felt were, there regularly were nervous. Well, I mean, Nikita Volodin not having trained for the past two weeks also didn't help the, the right. nervousness. Right. Um, but there were a couple of them that came down early. So since Peacock has decided that we are only allowed to watch two days after the event, not three, three would be, um, that would be an unforgivable sin if you were to watch figure skating three days after, because the world moves so fast that, that, that skating changes in three days. So it's just out with the old, it's irrelevant to watch it three days after. Because of that, I did not watch the pairs free. I did watch the short and my comment on the 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 pairs event is that when i watch like deanna um and max and when i watch uh the italians i get this sense of i i'm just really sucked into their performance in the same way that i'm not sucked into haza and Volodin yet mm, and i under i understand like i, I that I is interesting am i the only one of three here that's not totally bought in yet I get it, and I like them, and I think they're great. I'm not totally bought in either, 
Um, but I do think that there is something about them that is, it, it doesn't feel like they are skating for the first season together. No. It yeah. feels like there's a there's still a lot more potential. Like there's they, they they're not near their ceiling. Like there's sometimes when you watch a, a new pair in their first season and you're like, you're gonna peak this season because that's your ceiling and you've mm-hmm. gotten there already. Like I don't think that's the case for them. Um but I think yeah, I I, I, I sort of agree with you on that. Um, but I do like their I I, I, I like watching them skate. I like watching them too, and I think that's totally it. That I feel like that I I can see them getting much better and developing a lot more together. And I think that I just, I don't know. I just there's just a little bit more of like a connection between, and obviously if they've skated longer together between like Deanna and Max and Conti and Machi. But what I think. Minerva and Nikita are doing well and something I wrote down for them during this short program is little details. Mm-hmm. Their hands are always in the right place. Their posture is always right. Their shapes are usually right. Their spacing is usually right. Like they have managed to, even while they are still maybe building a connection between them, they have managed to add a lot of little polished details that made a difference in this event to me, I think, especially when you watch like Deanna and Max sort of like death by a thousand cuts with little GOE issues over mm-hmm. and over again in their elements. Yeah. That little extra amount of polish made a difference. Yeah. <laughs> when you said polish, <laughs> yeah. I I immediately thought, did you, I think she meant Polish and I went, oh, but they're German. <laughs> and I know that's nothing to do with what you said. And I am so sorry. Let the record show. I did not mean Polish. I went, do you mean Polish? Those Polish skaters. <laughs> Those Polish skaters. I love yeah, Polish. And I mean that they really do give us those really beautiful, like, those throws that like when they land, it just feels like a pin drop and she just yeah. floats, mm-hmm. floats the twist on. The is very light. Very, Very light, light. Catch. yeah, yeah. It's just so interesting because I, I you can't help but can uh, uh, like compare them to Hase Sigurd because mm-hmm. that was the last one that we saw, right? And and Hase and Sigurd, as much as I liked them as skaters, as people, right? There was an element of they were connected, but in a more in a less mature fashion and they they never kind of they never improved upon that and I and when I saw Hase and Boladin the first time I was like wow this is like already at a different level of maturity and choreography than Hase and Sigurd was even though they didn't have the connection that Hase and Sigurd did right and so that that was that was an interesting kind of revelation to me I did not expect that when I first saw them mm-hmm I mean, I think when I see them, I get really excited for what they'll look like next year. Mm-hmm. Just because of the success that they've had, even just so far, they're obviously, I think at now, you know, absolutely a favorite for a medal, if not the world title. Um, and I think that confidence it will like pour over. I think the rest of the season is going to be interesting because this was the first time I really felt like... Um, I was more engaged when I watched them for the first time. Was their first event Cup of China? I think it was. Yes. Finland, the, the Finland, oh. the Finland Grand Prix. Okay. But when I watched 
you know them in and that in their first event i remember thinking like oh they have a lot of like potential that was like nice and now i'm starting to kind of I'm coming to terms. Not that I needed to come to terms with them being one of like no, the best team no, in the world. No, but that's a real but... thing. Is like when it's a new team and it feels a little out of nowhere for them to be winning events. Like there is part of it that is like you as a viewer mentally getting your head around yes, someone being p- a winner. Purely emotionally. Yeah. How I feel emotionally. They're yes. doing some of the best elements in the world. And I'm like... <laughs> I don't know if I'm emotionally ready for you to be doing that. <laughs> and every time I every time I watch them, Jackie, I've said it on this podcast before, and I'm going to tell you that every time I watch them, I go, Aliona Shevchenko is sharpening Robin's skates right now, and she's getting him fitted for a costume, and she's going to show up at a competition. I know it. <laughs> you are not the only person to have that theory. Aliona sure. Shevchenko also has There's, it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> let's get back. Let's get Jackie back into his comfort zone, which is some some rotation calls in the men's event. <laughs> um, Jackie and I were texting a couple of days ago um, about this men's event, and we both had sort of, I don't know, deflated kind of feelings about it, like, and. Adam, you said almost the exact opposite to me. So I want, I'm going to moderate a debate between you. Jackie, tell me about the feeling that we were talking about over the weekend. So after what was a really good short program, Mm -hmm. with the exception of Adam, Adam Shao doubling his LUTs, the free skate was just like, I didn't really feel as like there, there were just there, there were too many little and major errors that I was I was like it it was a bit of a letdown. That is to say that there you know the short program put the bar very 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 high, mm-hmm. um, and and the the free skate is you know much more of a minefield. But like you know Yuma doubling his sow, and I was just like ah, like mm-hmm. of all the jumps, that's that's the one that you did. Like it it was just it was a. a it was a an overcorrection or an over expectation of what that event was going to be like, and you know that was sort of where the deflation came in. I think. Mm-hmm. I think um, I was still riding the high of the short program, and I was willing to forgive what happened in the free skate because I think yes, that was a a, a bit disappointing when Adam. Siohimfa doubled that quadruple let's right in the beginning. But the event as a whole, because, you know, even when he doubled that, he comes around, he does the a, a quad triple. So it, 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 he didn't ever let anything go. And I felt like that short program event as a whole was like one of the best men's short program events I've ever seen. Agreed. And it was just across, everybody brought something a little bit different, which was, that's what was so... um exciting that's what's so exciting for me about the men right now Mm -hmm. is that everybody's bringing a little bit of themselves they're truly bringing themselves out to the middle of the ice and we get to see like what are they going to bring and the layouts are different and the content is different the strategy is different from everyone the opposite of what the women are right now right yeah, yeah completely completely um and 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 also has been right like if we we've been we've been treated to 
15 years of triple let's triple toe triple flip double axle layouts yes mm -hmm. and right. here totally. we, we have like a whole slew of because they have quads to choose from quote unquote right um right. that we have a whole slew of different kinds of layouts that you could see god i wish i had quads to choose from i know exactly <laughs> not with this neck not with my tech <laughs> neck anymore <laughs> i think what made me feel i actually mostly in enjoyed uh, you know let's talk about the free skate i think we all agree the men's short program was awesome for the most mm -hmm. part and but the free skate had more small errors, like Jackie said, and large errors, like when yep. the ghost of Anna Pogorelia took over Kevin Amos's body. Mm -hmm. um, those were some falls. Those were those some were falls. Splattering falls. Yeah. Yeah. That, that ghost is real. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And, she, and she'll knock you onto your uterus. She, she doesn't come out all the out. time, but when she comes out, she comes out committed hard oh yeah. yeah as she did as she did and, and you know the way just to go back yeah 15 years of triple s triple toe triple flip double axle but we were also given characters we were given mm -hmm. story and we were given like the the drama whether you're Anna back on Pope, the women right now right <laughs> i am i am back on the women and um we have the characters like we have the characters in the men Ilya is a character. Shoma is a character. Kevin is a character. Like, I am so invested in each person's, like, own universe that um that's what makes the men so exciting to me. Whether they fall or land. I hope yeah. they land, though. I think what made me feel, like... Ugh, at the end of the event, and I don't want this to sound like I'm criticizing Ilya Malinin, but Adam and I had a conversation on this podcast last week about artistry and athleticism and how it feels like if Ilya does the content, the jump content that he did at this event, I don't know that anyone can beat him. And that is sort of deflating to me mm -hmm. because then there, what is the incentive to, to push yourself artistically and, and the programs that I was most moved by in the men's free skate were Yuma's and Shoma's probably mm -hmm. maybe yeah. Adams, you know? And like, it's so, I don't know. There, there's something a little deflating about that where, you know, you knew two-thirds of the way through Ilya's program that Shoma had no chance to win. It goes back to the whole idea of the the technical score basically not having a ceiling, even even though it yeah. does. Technically it does. Mm -hmm. um, but the ceiling of the of that of the technical mark is so much higher than the 100 points that you can get for your um, for your uh, components that it like to that point, right? Like there was a time when you could kind of make it up, like right. even when mm -hmm. even when when that whole thing happened. But like the it, it's not unlike I think Olympic season and Trusova having whatever, however many ever ever quads there was. Had Trusova been clean, 
it would have been that kind of same thing where like no matter what anybody else had done like she right. just had the, the technical was just so much higher that it didn't really matter right and to feel like it doesn't really matter yeah what you do doesn't feel that doesn't feel good to me as a viewer it's still a big if right you know for yeah. Ilya to land six quads yeah. in, in, his, in his program of course it and is th- of course it is but and i, I wouldn't think... but but the thing is like i'm never gonna root against a skater or want for him to not land all of his jumps like i want everybody to skate clean and do the best that they can do and so i think if i'm rooting for that then what i realize is i'm rooting for a world in which no one else has a chance which is sort of like that's not fun to watch when Aren't you know you what's going to happen always rooting for a world where no one has a chance <laughs> your your I'm daily for mantra a world where no one can win every morning it, you wake up you look in the mirror and you go no one has a chance good morning sarah <laughs> but this is a different um kind of problem than the problem that we had 13 years ago when patrick chan had two consistent quads in his program and was like if if he skated absolutely perfectly there's no way anybody could even be close to him it was that mm-hmm. i i keep going back to that moment as that was the moment when really the quad revolution in this era of the the, the judging system franklin in this era of the judging franklin, system guest of the pod Jackie yeah exactly <laughs> um that was when the quads really started was when people were like, wait, 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 wait. I can't actually beat Patrick Chan unless Mm -hmm. I have at least one consistent quad. So it's his fault. Because he was doing two. It was his fault. Um, (laughs) You know, that was, that was the, that was the original impetus for the, for the quad race, I think. But, but it, but it was a different one, right? It was a different one because before Patrick Chan, it was very much of a, you either had the quads and, and very little artistic or you had the artistic and lots of quads, right? Or whatever, one quad. Mm. Um, and, and that was the difference. Um, this time around, right, it, it is, there's lots of quads, right? And, and, and the, the, the artistry isn't quite there yet. That is to say, you know, Ilya has done quite a bit to, to kind of push himself further in that. But to your point around, you know, choreography actually pushing someone, I do think that that has been a challenge for him. Yeah, I agree. And I but I think, you know, you feel that when you're watching. Right. So this feel these programs for Ilya do feel like they push him artistically, mm-hmm. which they I think do. is great. This is, though, like this is the year of like growth. Right. So you see him. I was thinking, especially like in the short where he was in between a couple skaters where he didn't go last the direct comparison of him in non-jumping elements all of it looks harder it just looks harder for him it looks like he's trying because he is he's working on it and like he's stretching his ability so mm-hmm. it looks more labored it looks like work in between the jumps and that you know eventually the goal is for it to not look like that yeah I mean, I totally agree that, like, when he's out there, you can obviously, I think from this year to to the season before, you can tell the amount of work that he's put in 
to becoming a more proficient professional looking skater and in the short program I think that the short program is a great vehicle for him to to kind of improve upon that but and in the free skate when I watch it this is I mean these are the best six skaters in the world it was like obviously the the least mature skate he he looked obviously the youngest he looked obviously the greenest and um you know i think the hope is that with this technical like content that he has i hope that when he goes you know back home to prepare for these competitions that he will go home and he will work on this stuff in an effort to make himself bulletproof you know if he if he could make himself bulletproof it would be the spins would be better he would be more engaged in, in the performance so that you know, as a viewer, I think even to like a untrained eye, not that my eye is trained, but to the it untrained is. eye, I think, um, you know, you can see he looks the youngest out there. Like he just looks like he has the the least amount of control of his of his body, especially when you look at somebody like Shoma, who I mean, he can he could hypnotize me into doing anything, I think. <laughs> If he trained himself in hypnotherapy, which he <laughs> a should. crime spree, he should think about it. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like to the point about becoming bulletproof, like he is, and Adam, you can speak to this a little since your neck won't move right now. But mm-hmm. Go there, on. you know, you can't guarantee that you'll never get injured. You can't mm-hmm. guarantee that you will always be able to jump exactly the same way as you jump now. So the artistic development makes you more bulletproof as time goes on if you run into speed bumps like those too. It's not just that it makes you a better, more well-rounded skater now. It's that later right. on, you might want that because you might not be able to do six quads in a program. Even if I'm thinking of like somebody like a Patrick Chan, Patrick Chan was never like you never looked at him when he was younger and you were like, oh, my God, the technical content of this guy is like he's going to blow up. It was always, oh, my God, the skating that this guy does is crazy. It's on the edge. He could fall on every jump and and possibly every step. He's that like it's that extreme. Like the skating was so exciting. And then when the technical content kind of was above and beyond what everybody else was doing, it made him bulletproof. He could fall two or three times in, in an event and it would still end up 10 or 15 points above everyone else. Thus the thus the origins of Chanflation, which many skating fans were like, why is he still winning? It's literally plain math. Yeah. I, and also, yeah, it can be it, it is frustrating when you're like a competitor and you're like, well, he's falling three times and I'm not. But when you really just take the jumps out and and this the skating really was like incredible, phenomenal. It was like the last of an era of old timey skating in a like very fresh way. It was just that that was like very special the way that he could skate. It was on. You were on edge over everything. Um, I forgot what I was going to say next, but I'm on edge for everything, <laughs> and nobody well, has a chance. Jackie, I know you have to go soon. I think we've correctly calculated that the discipline you'd want to talk about the least is the ice dance. So I, 
<laughs> Jackie has been known at uh, live events when we're at competitions to go out for chicken tendies instead of watching the rhythm dance. Um, so practice, practice. You need your he skips protein. Dance practice. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. He's yeah, allowed to skip practice. I'm always left at dance practice, and he is nowhere to be found. <laughs> Jackie, what do you on the back what do you happens. snack on at home when there's no concession stand with chicken tenders for you? It's always it's it's less about uh, actual solid food and more about making myself uh, espressos. So oh, wow, that's been that you know the the Grand Prix final. It's been like three a.m. a flat white. 5.30 a.m. of flat white. Oh, oh you're watching live. And, like, Liquid I just want diet. people to know that. Yeah, they, you are watching well, live. Well, he's live watching, tweeting it. He's yeah, live tweeting I, it. I'm watching two days. And, you know, obviously, like yeah, I said, NBC peacock. has has the a spotlight on me and they're going, three days, Adam, you're out, shit out of luck. <laughs> Adam, I need to teach you the ways of the VPN because you can watch it many more days after that. All right. Right, because it's 12 o'clock somewhere and, that, and a VPN... Will will definitely settle that for me. I could go back in time. Or the it's twelve o'clock on Sunday somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But where? But where? Indonesia. Almost anywhere. On Peacock? No. No. Like on on YouTube. On on YouTube on the ISU channel. Like you can't watch the competitions on YouTube in the United States because Peacock has the rights. But if you are like. If your computer is not "quote unquote" not in the United States, you can see it on YouTube. <laughs> that would "quote unquote" be crazy. If I was, <laughs> if and, I, this was, was... and this was "quote unquote" a thrill to have you join us, Jackie. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I, I, I. It's just it's great to be able to just like talk about figure skating because you know that's what I like. You're well, we literally you welcome type. here. Anytime. Anytime. Yes. We love when you Anytime. type. We love when you talk. Jackie, Wong, as long as you, you don't have a maternity leave coming up, you are welcome. I don't. Anytime. I have none scheduled. None scheduled. Great. Wow. Great. That's ideal for us. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, Thank you. have a great day, Jackie. We will uh, talk to you soon. We'll see you at US Championships. Yes. We'll see you in Ohio. Yes. Woo. Ohio. Bye, Bye, Jackie. Thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. Funny. Never leave. No. (laughs) Finally. (laughs) I went, is Jackie ever going to get off? (laughs) I can't wait for him to listen to this. Um, No, I, I, um, he, Jackie does watch the ice dance competition, but I always do give him shit about leaving during dance practices. Which is unforgivable. I agree. I think those are the most interesting practices. No, there's I, they're in I mean, full costume. Yes, if anything, an ice dance practice is a performance. It's a yes. forty-five minute performance. It's even a more detailed performance, arguably, than the free dance. Yeah, because everything they're doing in between their run part, before yes, and after their run through is is calculated completely. Yes. Speaking of calculation, yes. What are your thoughts? I'm thinking that the universe is back in order. In a way, go on. Sarah, you've thoughts and I have some thoughts as thoughts as well. Um 
first of all, we can't ignore that part of the reason the standings ended up as they did is because all three teams in the first group of the rhythm dance had twizzle problems. Mm-hmm. So they were immediately in a technical hole. Um, but I think just based on the way that the free dance was scored, this is where they were going to end up anyway. Yeah. Um, I feel like I loved like watching the rhythm dance. I was full of appreciation for kind of like what you said about the men where I was like, wow, this is, it's so nice to just have six teams here who all have a unique identity on the ice and a unique style instead of us watching six teams do their best impression of Papadakis and Cicerone, which is what I feel like we were watching for several years. Mm -hmm. And we didn't need to watch people do an impression of them because they were there and they were doing doing the best impression of themselves. themselves. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which it's really impressive (laughs) when you can impress yourself. (laughs) Um, yeah, it, it just kind of feels like, you know, we've rounded that corner a little mm-hmm. bit um, where people are not trying to be one thing mm-hmm. and leaning into what works for them, which is so much better. Um, totally. So that was great. Like even and and saying that in the rhythm dance is even more remarkable because they all have to do roughly the same thing, you know, mm-hmm. and even in that they're all doing something that feels really different. So I. I think that just what's so fun about the Grand Prix final is that you get to watch. It's just such it's a saturated event of like that. This is it. It's just these six people and you watch them all back to back to back. And I mean, throughout the whole event, I really was like, this is really exciting. This is By the really way, fun. I wanted to ask you, like, describe the vibe of a Grand Prix final, because I think we saw the r- result of some nerves, not just mm-hmm. in the rhythm dance with the twizzles, but the men looked nervous to me in several cases. Obviously, yes. you know, Isol- Isabel Levito had a really rough short program. Um, you know, Jackie mentioned Hani Yoshida make it like, you know, a lot of people making uncharacteristic errors. Tell me about the I pressure would... cooker of the Grand Prix final. I would love to tell you about the Grand Prix final. Because it is a bizarre event. It's absolutely bizarre. Yes, you will encounter these skaters at the World Championships. And you will compete against them. And, you know, the the theme of any competition is that you go out there, you do your best, you have no idea. I mean, if you fall down three times, everybody else could fall down eight times and you could win. Like, that's the idea that you have to go in with as a competitor. You have no idea what anybody else is going to do. You just have to do your best. I can tell you that, like, at my first Grand Prix final that I ever went to, it was such a bizarre competition to be a part of because for me specifically, I was going into this Grand Prix final and I was just looking around and was like, it would be kind of shocking if I could get fifth to be totally mm-hmm. like honest. Like it would be sho- It would be a huge upset if I were to get fifth. And so the whole event, I'm at the Grand Prix final. It's the best six skaters in the world. I'm at the Grand Prix final. Just That's like, also I'm- how Isabel Levito felt this week. It would be kind of shocking for me to get fifth. And yes. then she did get fifth. And then it's just it's weird. It's this weird sort of mind. Shock. 
Yes. <laughs> it's this really weird mindset that like when I was at my first Grand Prix final, I just was like, I could kind of do whatever and I'm still going to get last. And it changed it. It was it affected the way that I would attack that program. I almost felt I felt like, oh, am I out of place here? I should just focus on what I'm doing. It's just like an exhibition. Like, that's all I'm doing. I'm just going out here. I'm just performing everybody else. Let everybody else be nervous. But it was still just like, I know that whatever I'll do, it'll just be last place. And I in the and in my first final, I skated like that. I skated like that was my mentality. And the ironic part about it is that if I had just done a little bit better, there were a few skaters uh, in front of me who did really poorly. Like, they did a lot worse than they thought they were going to do and if i just skated okay i probably would have been fifth or or fourth if i if i skated well but it was just like i could i could just tell it was just this weird mindset that when you're at a world championship there's such a variation of where you could finish and and to get sixth at the world championships is a huge accomplishment there's mm-hmm. you know it's everybody but it, when it's so saturated the mindset is so different especially like you know for somebody like kevin for instance Mm -hmm. where it was like he if everybody skates their best technically he's just gonna get edged out yeah and i think like when i was at my my second final it was different because it was i was it was me and jason and i knew that me and jason were like really neck and neck throughout that whole season so i felt like hey i got i have my little bit of battle between somebody and and it could go either way and it was it was a different mindset, but um, it it challenged me as somebody who wasn't competing for a medal to like refocus and be like, the only reason you're here is because you have to just focus on your own thing. You're here because you did well at your other events. You deserve to be here, but like focus on your own performance, not the whole grand scheme mm-hmm. of things. Because no matter what, ev- all of these skaters have a bit of an ego. And if you're sixth at the Grand Prix final, that is amazing. You know, it's absolutely yeah. amazing. I mean, like, you know, look at like Lejoie and Legat. They're they're absolutely phenomenal. Sixth at the Grand Prix final. And there's a, a this devil in the back of their head that's going to go, well, you got last at your last yeah. event. Right. A hundred percent. And so it's just ultra saturated. And... um. And that that's the craziness about it, that like the stakes feel so unbelievably high. Yes, it's so crazy to be competing at a world championships, but the stakes are like you could be first or last. Yeah. And it's just that devil in the back of your head reminding you like you could get last. And the stakes are higher in ice dance. Totally. Yes. Because of the way that scores matter throughout the season and results matter throughout the season in ice dance. It just yes. feels like the stakes are the highest in the final. Um, so, yeah, I feel like I was, I mean, disappointed for the first three teams that had twizzle issues. But in general, I thought the rhythm dance was was really fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just assuming that the twizzle problems, like that Barbara fusar cursed the first group after what she did. they did yes. to her team at NHK. Um, yes, that is what I, what I felt like was happening. Um, yeah, I think, look, I know that Mm -hmm. Maddie and Evan 
are not everyone's first choice to win Ice Dance Grand Prix Final Worlds, whatever. I know Mm -hmm. that. But I do think, and you know, we were watching them this weekend and talking, there is some air about Maddie and Evan's performances and some quality to the material that elevates them. Um, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm talking slowly because I'm having trouble putting my finger on exactly what I want to say. There is no pressure of expectation that they're putting on themselves anymore. They're already world champions. And so there's just this almost serene level of energy that they give where it almost feels like they're allowed in a way that the other teams aren't allowing themselves to go out and just enjoy themselves. Mm-hmm. And there's, it, they, it seems so intimate, like that choreographed section where she keeps grabbing her foot in a different way and going in the free dance yeah. and going over Evan. It just feels like... Well, and that's something like that I wrote... oozing. Yeah, that's something that I wrote down while watching them was like, they are never not doing something interesting. Mm-hmm. Never. They're never, never setting up for something. They're never getting ready for something. They're never they never even give you the, the feeling that they've just finished something. They're always mm-hmm. doing something. I don't know if that yes. makes sense. But there is no, like it does. There is no dead space in this free dance at all. And even in the rhythm dance, you know, they come off as, like you're saying, such confident performers. Mm-hmm. Like they know that they're gonna win, and yeah, and you could criticize that, they, but right. there's also something about that kind of confidence that comes through, you know, in the way that you feel as a viewer, and I'm sure in the way that the judges feel as viewers. And you know, arguably, I feel like they they could continue to skate this same way, and if a team edges them out. I, I wouldn't affect the way that I view them. I view them in a way where I just feel very like I enjoy what they're doing because I can see that they are enjoying what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think like when I watch someone like Piper and Paul, I feel like, oh, my God, I'm watching this team that they're on this cusp of like they will break through or they won't. And I almost can see that happen in their mind they they i can feel like they know that yeah and i feel like when i watch um guignard and fabry i i i feel like they also feel like they don't know where they stand mm-hmm. especially after the nhk results of like am i am i going over the hump am, am i being you know um yeah and you know what i want to say another team i want to say i think that pure skating wise Probably the the strongest teams in this event are Guignard and Fabri. They really impress me. I I will say, especially because it is so saturated. They impress me with like the quality of their skating. Go on. Yeah, Guignard and Fabri, um, and Piper and Paul at times, mm-hmm. and Marjorie and Zach. Just yeah, I would ag- I would agree need with- of of further. Obviously, in need of further maturation for Lejoie and Lega, and also there's partially like some politicking of waiting your turn, and you're the third Canadians, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Um, but I think what we're talking about, and and like, you know, in Ice Dance in particular, 
there's something to being the very best skaters foundationally, but there's something else to being great performers and there's something else to having great material. And you need all three working together in perfect unison to be the best. Mm -hmm. And Maddie and Evan are great skaters. And they, because I think they're, you know, a little more relaxed, like you're saying, they're, they're clean, you know, they're keeping things clean. And, yes. you know, we could sit here and, and I'm sure that there are people listening who would sit here and say the levels are too high and the, you know, GOE is too high. Maybe, but would it, should it be so low that they should be losing this event to somebody? And if so, who mm-hmm. should they be losing to? And I'm like, you know, I'm interested in what people think of that. I feel, I, I mean, look, it's, this is all I stance in particular is like, they're all doing the same technical content. So mm-hmm. it's all very open to interpretation and preference. And I'm open-minded that, you know, they may not, I don't know what I'm saying here. I'm just like, I feel I know, like I, I, I understand what what you're saying. And that's all that matters is that I understand. Yeah. The only person that I'm talking to is you. Literally. <laughs> you're literally the only <laughs> other person on this Zoom call. Um, yeah. Jackie's not here to save you anymore. <laughs> Jackie's gone. Come back. Um, yeah. I, I just think, you know, I, I, I think I'm on this tangent because I've seen chatter online where people are not happy with their mm-hmm. success. And I think my question for people is who should be winning this event and why? Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to answer that, if not them. I think they, you know, without being the very best in every category, Mm -hmm. have the, the best balance of all the categories. Yes. Okay. I will say that. Well, I think what Evan and Maddie are bringing to the table and the energy and the I think that like when we're talking about people skating to like the very best of their ability, I think in this season, this is some of the best material Maddie and Evan have ever had. Mm-hmm. This is some of their best stuff. They're finding a niche of which Maddie not only looks inc- gorgeous, but like Evan is also highlighted mm-hmm. in a way where it's like it, it really feels like this is the truest version of them. And if I'm being honest, when I watch this whole event, I feel like the program that is teetering on becoming a masterpiece, for me, it's the Piper and Paul free dance. Mothering Heights. Yes. Like that has the potential for me to be like a masterpiece. That's a, it's a great program. I think they were a little bit tight this weekend. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't their best performance of it. Yes. But it is, yeah, I think that program is really stunning. Um, I agree with you. And I actually, by the way, the um, Theory of Everything Italian free dance grew on me at this event, too. I thought this was one of their best performances of that, if not their best performance of the season of that program, which... You know, those two teams have been really close all season in scoring, and I could have gone either way, but I think the Italians skated with a little more freedom mm-hmm. yeah, in the free exactly. dance, freedom dance. And in the freedom dance, the freedom dance section. Like that, it makes a difference the way that it feels. We, we talked about this last week, the way that you, you can be too rehearsed, the way you like 
you need viewers need that tension of like you know watching Adam Siawimfa do his short program step sequence where you feel like mm-hmm. he could literally fall at any time because he's right. so like on on the edge he's yes, on the edge completely on the edge and i think the italians did more of that this weekend than piper and paul did and that gave them a slight edge yes cuz i think that sometimes piper and paul when they like i said i think this free dance if if they continue to develop it and they can feel more confident and just pushing the edge a bit it's like it could be a masterpiece. It's I there's so many moments where I'm taken by surprise, even if I've watched it over and over. And I think right now this is spoken from somebody who has literally no idea what they're talking about in Ice Dance. OK, but <laughs> that's not true. I mean, you and me both. Neither of us have ne- <laughs> neither of us have ever ice danced. Let the no. record show. But Our I takes know come from a complete place of nowhere. Viewer strategy. <laughs> And I can tell you as a viewer strategy, what would make this free dance better? I think at this point, a new rhythm dance. Mm. Because I think that they've been like scorned twice. Yeah. I think at the Grand Prix where they lost to Le Joie and Le Ga in the rhythm dance, you know, yes, they made a mistake. But if you are competing for a, a world title and you have the third com- team from your country beating you out in a rhythm dance, that shouldn't be enough for them to edge you out you should yeah. still be able to have that that space to make a mistake and piper and paul can are not afraid to do some of the craziest themes craziest costumes and it's I their think best that, quality like, it's what makes is, them unique it, yes it's in their They're wheelhouse fearless. to do the wildest 80s themed rhythm dance yes to just push it to the max and it's this kind of like adult contemporary rhythm feeling program and i think at this point you know that they've skated it and they they are are third here i think it would be the rhythm dance that would then all of a sudden in my mind at it and if i think of like the judges that if they had that rhythm dance that was just a bit better they would receive like reap the benefits of that in the free dance yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm speaking Com- No, completely. Like theory. No, I completely agree. Like you know, I keep saying this, but ice dance is it's different than the other disciplines. Like the the feeling that you carry from event to event matters. The the program even from program to program like you're saying, right? From how mm-hmm. you did yesterday. Like that matters, the feeling that you left in the building yesterday when you go out for your free dance. Whereas, yes. like, that doesn't happen as much in singles and pairs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I totally get what you're saying. I totally I mean, get the, what you're with, saying. With the Maddie and Evan, when they, if they were to do the rhythm dance into the free dance, it almost kind of feels like they're just doing one. Like, this, they found a theme. They found something that just kind of works for them. It just feels like one carries into the other. With the Italians, they're showing you two completely different versions of, of themselves. Mm-hmm. They are two drag queens from Riverside, California, performing <laughs> in the rhythm dance. <laughs> they are performing Trinity K. In, Bonet. By the way, whenever I hear I Need a Hero, I'm literally only seeing Shrek 2 in my head. Uh, when, when I'm seeing it, I'm seeing Amani Dupree dropping from the ceiling of some <laughs> dive bar in Corona. That's what I'm seeing. And she's wearing the same costume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
and Marco are wearing. I did write down for the rhythm dance, like how what a relief it is that all six of these teams have like a unique identity. Dot dot dot. I don't know what the Italian identity is, but they do have one. Chinchilla. I mean, the identity chinchilla is, wi- is their is chinchilla. Identity. It's witness protection. <laughs> it's that's the identity. Is Barbara Fusarboli is the identity. Oh. A million. Per- I mean, their their identity is I is being Italian. Is that <laughs> is that you are dramatic in whatever you do, whether yeah. it is I need a hero or it is the theory of everything. <laughs> You'll bring the same level of gravitas to it all. Yeah. And I I really do think, as somebody who's as a, who's watching as a fan, who's thinking of strategy, I think that if Piper and Paul could go to the drawing board and think of like. What is something that I can do that's just going to blow the roof off mm-hmm. in the rhythm dance? If they were to place higher in the rhythm dance, that sets them up to place higher in the free dance. It's just that it's like that mindset that the judges get put into of like, okay, this is, you know, you're watching them in reverse order. It's just, yeah, it's just, it's unjust, actually. I'm still thinking about my own question where I'm like, okay, who would who should win if not them. And I, <laughs> you're going to laugh at me. I keep thinking Le Joie and Lega. And I'm not saying they should win this event this weekend, but I can't get over how high I think their ceiling is. I mean, yes. And how good they are now. Their free dance moves me more than any of the other five. I And it's just like a beautiful piece of piano by a, I think it's a, a local artist. Um, I want to say it, it's a Canadian artist of some kind that they chose specifically. And it's just, I think it's stunning. And I just, I love watching them skate. I I don't know that Thriller is the perfect fit for them in the rhythm dance. Like, and, and they're young and I think they're finding their way to like the right combination of material and the stuff that works for them. But God, I love watching them skate. I mean, I think they're phenomenal. But if I really think of like, if not Maddie and Evan, then who? It it should be Piper and Paul. They are mm-hmm. on the cusp. Yeah. They are on the cusp. And it's just like, will can they push through? Can they just edge out? Like, they, they're giving it all. And it's just like, there's this wall that they haven't broken through yet. And they can, and and I really think that like that, that that's for me who I'm like who who could who if not them I think of Piper Piper and Paul. Do you think Piper and Paul should have won this weekend? No, I don't, and I think that the results were f- what I would have placed them in, mm-hmm. and I think because uh, in the rhythm dance I'm not like I'm not moved, and I don't really feel. Um, I'm not like totally inspired. This is yeah. so lack of a better word. Like all these teams are truly like phenomenal. Of course. Um, but like I'm, I think that Piper and Paul's rhythm dance is like holding them back in the overall score. Cause like I said, I really, that, that their free dance, when they do that, when P- Paul comes from one side of the rink and then they do this like curved lift and he takes the, the opposite mm-hmm. curve. Yeah. It's, it's really encapsulated everything that they do that other teams aren't doing. Yeah. 
and so th- they they have got the tools and i think that it could it would be a really interesting com- competition to see them try to edge each other out yeah yeah and i mean they should have a a little more benefit at a canadian worlds later this season but i don't want them to have to need that yeah like, you I, I know i totally agree i totally agree but i i think like worlds is going to be a great competition i hope oh, yeah. i hope i mean wow we've talked about ice dance for a really long time <laughs> i know but it's the but, you i know mean what? it's the one that you can sit and debate the most because like i said they're all doing the same it, technical it is, content it's it's probably the most fun to de- to debate totally because you know th- it's, it's the most preference. subjective Yes, it's the most subjective. What's not subjective was the skating draft this week. And now that Jackie's not here and it's just an intimate talk between you and I. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm feeling to- very intimately <laughs> close with you right now. <laughs> so I did post what the draft was on the Run Through Podcast Instagram page. And um, I'm going to say that there were a lot of believers in Ashley. And in, in what team Ashley was putting out there. And were and, those uh, believers rewarded? As they shouldn't be, they were not. <laughs> <laughs> they were discouraged. They got what they deserved. Yes, last. They got <laughs> they got last. <laughs> and so what what we decided was that, you know, there are six people or teams in each event. So as I was struggling with the math, because I was going two, four, six, eight. 12 yes. I was skipping 10 yeah. and, while I was counting by twos um, so what we did decide was that a first place would be 12 second would be 10 third eight and so on and so forth so that we could see a, a, a lot of movement in the standings mm-hmm. it was not to the benefit of team Ashley bummer damn it <laughs> team Ashley came away with 50 points okay, okay. I don't know how to compare that without knowing how many points the other teams got, but congratulations on your 50 points, Ashley. And congratulations her fans. To the Ashley fans around <laughs> the world. Congratulations. The Wagoneers. The the Wagoneers. <laughs> team Sarah. Now, Team Sarah had a last minute replacement. She lost her um pair team. Yes, I had Haka and Kunkel, and they withdrew, and Pavlova and Sviatchenko replaced them. Which is a gift. They are, she is. I love them. I know. I I mean, I don't, they, they have some room to grow, but I I love her. Yeah. And I say that they are a gift in the sense that she is, she's a diva. You know it. I know it. She, she's a phenomenal, she's character. Now, did that help? Kind of. 56 points <laughs> oh no that's not that many more than team ashley no technically it's six extra oh okay now team adam boo well that's not what everybody said <laughs> team adam um i don't like really the way helped... you're winding up to this <laughs> what really helped team adam was the ice dance because on Team Adam was Chalk and Bates and Gignard and Fabri. Wow. So we came away from the essence with 22 points, which is the most you can get in a one event. Yeah. Wow. And that did help us secure first place in the draft at 62 points. Damn. 
a clear 12 points. Congratulations, from team, Ashley. team Adam. Does that mean that you got first in the season long Grand Prix draft and I got second and Ashley got last? That would um, yes. be the case. Yes, that would be the case. Wow. So right. the overall draft for the Grand Prix series. Thank you so much. The overall draft was Adam at 356, Sarah at 341 points, and Team Ashley, it really does look quite dramatic on the graph, at 322 points. The, the and number we will 322, post that graph for drama. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The number 322 isn't fitting in the size of the bar of oh, what no. it is. Oh, no. No. Yeah. Ooh, we've got, we need, we need to we've, rescale the graph. <laughs> <laughs> it's real. To, it's true to size, which is scary. Um, but yeah, I think I think at this point we really um not on the podcast, but um in the back behind the scenes, as you might say, we need to think of how we will do the rest of the season. Yeah. Um because that will, I, I mean, if there are enough, we should do, I think, like, maybe three single skaters of men and women to dance. Yeah, to I think we can have pairs. some fun with this when we get to, I mean, you and I are going to U.S. championships, like, mm-hmm. you know, we, so we will definitely have some fun with that. Um, yes. And I think the championship events you know, there's huge fields for those. So maybe the, that's the, a good yes. opportunity for us to, you know, get some more teammates together on I, Team I Glenn agree. Heights. Um, and on Team um, Adam's Apples. Team. Ad- Adam's Apples. Maybe that <laughs> is the team. I thought my one idea for a team name was Young You, Old Me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. I think that. that's a good one. That's a good one. I I yeah. was trying to think of like what's the opposite of my name because Young Yu is so clear. And Ashley's young, team name is Young Yu. Not interested. Not interested. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Wait. Okay. She really is a force on this podcast. I have one more thing I want to talk about from the Grand Prix final quickly. Please. You could call it You're a fierce or flutz, but I think okay. I would just call it a flutz if I have to watch. One more pair throw, step sequence, anything from a sky cam. I'm going to oh, lose God. my mind. Every time oh, that my sky God. cam came on, I went, who is this for? Who is it for? Who it's is for it for? It's for the birds. It's for the birds. I- Awful. Awful. Disgusting view. Literally. I, and, and to do it on... Step sequences is unforgivable to me. And that no. happened repeatedly. And there was one where there was like a, a pair throw. And I was like, why would I, why would it help me to know what this, look what like this looks like from, from above. the sky? No, it Awful. never. Awful. That, I think if the ISU is, is a- listening to this, if you've been listening for an hour and 20 minutes and you're hearing me, <laughs> get rid of it. This is for you. Get rid Viewers of it. It deserve the- to see what the judges are seeing. It's the only way that you can feel like you're part of it and that you can feel like you can make your own. It's like the whole debate we just had about the ice dance event, right? We can have that debate because we're we're watching mostly what the judges are seeing. And yes. we can make our own assessment of what we think, whether we agree or not with what they do. Like to, to give viewers a view see. that no one else has 
for right. what reason? No. No, there's no, there's absolutely no reason. Also, you know, as a skater, you're performing out to the audience. Why can't we get that on camera? Right. As an audience member, I'm not sitting on the Jumbotron looking down going, God, I wish this was a camera angle. (laughs) Right. And you as a skater are not looking upward at the Jumbotron performing to the bottom of the Jumbotron. No. And if you are, it means you fell on something. And that's (laughs) not good. It's not good if I can see your face from that angle, but I'd like to. You know what I'm saying? I'd like to see your face, but it wouldn't be good if I did. I just could not could not get over that it it not only i mean it it robs the viewer of being able to appreciate what the skaters are doing in a lot of instances and that is a robbery of the skaters themselves that people don't get to see thievery yeah Ugh, i hated that camera so much i just could not understand and that is yeah every t- every time it panned to that above angle i was like this is just this isn't for anyone i would like it's for tune the out cam- it took me out of the program completely every time because i'd be so mad <laughs> furious yeah i am still you're mad. still so mad That's your, true. your fists are bald at this point <laughs> and you're looking at me holding a knife and i'm going put it down it's a pin but yes it's just it's just a camera angle <laughs> yeah um so farewell to the Grand Prix final sky cam. You won't be missed. No. And also farewell to all the skaters of the Grand Prix. Yes. Not farewell. It's just, it's another, it's a goodbye is just another way of saying hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is it? Um, yeah. <laughs> aren't, there some, aren't there some languages where you say it the same way? Like hello Aloha. and goodbye. Aloha. Yeah. Aloha. Ohana means family. And, to and our, aloha oh, our... means hello and goodbye. Yes. And that's so what to we're Grand saying Prix. to all of you. <laughs> yes, aloha. aloha. <laughs> um, what a Grand Prix series it's been. Um, we're going to still continue doing the podcast in general. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually have but, uh, another special guest planned for next week, and we actually have this one planned in advance so we can say it's happening, but we're not going to oh, yeah. say who it is. No, we won't. We won't. But it will be um, it will be very exciting. I think I'm going to the soundboard needs to come out for that one for that guest. Oh, yeah. Not that it didn't need to come out for Jackie, but this one, this one is a bit special. Oh, yeah. Not that Jackie wasn't special. No, Jackie's very special to us. And we are so thankful for him coming on. And we're thankful to all of you for listening to us talk about this for, well, some might call it a long time. (laughs) Right. Some might. And we would. And so to Jackie, we say thank you. To Sarah, I say thank you. To to Adam, I say thank you. Thank you. And to the viewers, I say aloha. (laughs) We will see you next time here on The Run Through. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Bye.